goddess of the witches. Diana Artemis, goddess of the witches, was the great goddess of the legendary Amazons. The wise women and women warriors of ancient Thrace, Macedonia, North and West Coast Africa, Libya. She was queen of heaven, the pure huntress of the moon and the protectress of wild animals. She was a lesbian, scornful of men, and her followers were young women. No man could enter her temple. As the moon, she rides the clouds, very cool, untouched by man, filling the nights with psychic brilliance. But she was also Asiatic Artemis, the orgiastic and many-breasted mother of all. In this form, she was honored at the temple of Artemis at Ephesus, built by Amazons, and considered one of the wonders of the ancient world. And after this temple was destroyed by fire, Amazons built it up again. In her third form, she was Hecate, dark goddess of the night sky, giver of plagues and sudden death. Hecate, worshipped at midnight at the crossroads. All these paradoxical elements were hers, as the moon has changing faces. Diana, the virgin huntress, untouched by men, was also the goddess of childbirth. Legendarily, Diana was born of her mother without pain, and she taught women the techniques of painless childbirth. She was a midwife. Her cult had major Bronze Age centers throughout the Mediterranean at Marseille, Syracuse, and Ephesus. Her temple at Ephesus was built by Amazons circa 900 BC. After destruction by fire, it was rebuilt by another generation of women warriors. This temple was in the beehive shape, and at this beehive temple, Dianic rites were conducted by melissal priestesses, worker bees, and self-castrated Essene priests, drones. Here was the famous image of Black Diana. A small shrine on her head, the diopet, contained a magic stone, possibly a very old Neolithic implement. This statue was smashed to pieces in 400 by a Christian who boasted that he had finally torn down the demon Diana. In Rome, Diana was the protectress of the plebeians, and in particular the guardian of slaves, outlaws, and thieves. Her temple stood in their city quarters, the Aventine, Roman slaves celebrated Diana's festival in mid-August, which is also the sacred festival day of Hecate and of the Irish triple goddess, Brigid. To the Christians, Diana the moon was the devil incarnate. Ninth century church fathers in Europe condemned deluded women who believe that in the dead of night they ride upon certain beasts with Diana, or the witch queen Herodias, 
and fly through the sky among multitudes of women. Long into the Renaissance, she was imaged as a terrible demon. Christians sometimes call the devil Lucifer. Lucifer, the light bringer, was in early legend Diana's twin brother, the morning star. The morning star, also the evening star, is Venus, which along with the moon was observed with very accurate calculations by ancient astronomers worldwide. To the Aztecs, it was Quetzalcoatl, to the Mayans, Kukulkan, to the Sumerians and Babylonians, it was Inanna Ishtar. Whenever Christians encountered astronomical, astrological observations and texts on Venus and the moon, they saw only devil worship. Hence, they destroyed library after library containing ancient wisdom and knowledge, including the Mayan astronomical library at Mani, as well as the library of Alexandria. Mayan astronomical knowledge was probably the most advanced in the ancient world. They invented the zero long before the Arabs did. In 1552, the Spanish friar Diego de Landa, confronting all these texts containing Mayan intellectual brilliance as well as spiritual data, stated that they contained nothing in which there was not to be seen superstitions and lies of the devil, and so we burned them all. Early Christian smashing of Dianic cults in the Mediterranean, as well as later church persecutions of witches in Europe, must be seen in this global context. Wherever Christians saw knowledge, herbal, medical, astronomical, symbolical, they saw demonism and moved to destroy it. The witch persecutions were not simply aimed at devil worshippers, but at ancient human knowledge of the world. Another group of Amazons and witch women was centered around what is now Morocco in northwest Africa. They called their moon huntress goddess Anatha, a name related to the Egyptian goddess Neith and the Greek Athena. The Amazon tribes in this area were called Gorgons. One of their queens was named Medusa, and their warrior goddess Anatha wore the original legendary Aegis, a goatskin chastity tunic, along with a Gorgon mask and a leather pouch containing a sacred serpent. Probably all the Amazons, moon women, wore these magic belts and any man who removed one without the wearer's consent would be killed. The Greek legends of heroes slaying the Gorgon and the snake-haired Medusa could derive from actual battles fought by patriarchal Greek soldiers against these women's cultures, just as Greek males fought Macedonian Amazons on the Greek homeland. The Gorgon is a very moon-faced woman with her tongue stuck out. Even though the later Athene became the goddess of the Greek patriarchal state, 
and in Greek drama was portrayed as siding with the new father right against the ancient mother goddess religion. Still, she always in her statues carried the Aegis with the Gorgon's head on it as her shield. Northwest African warrior women wearing a magic belt with a pouch suspended from it containing a sacred serpent sounds very close to the Dahomean goddess, the black witch Maulisa, who was bisexual and carried a snake in her belly. And to corroborate the legends that ancient matriarchal Africans sailed to, to Central America, Frank Waters in Mexico Mystique mentions this interesting information. In the Mayan Temple of the Sun at Palenque is a carved tablet identified by Pythagoreans as the Aegis of Zeus, who stole it from Athena. This Aegis shows the gorgon head with tassels that Homer described as Athene's shield, and it is backed by the carved numbers 7-7, the magic number of the Egyptian goddess Neith. The original witch was undoubtedly black, bisexual, a warrior, a wise and strong woman, also a midwife, also a leader of her tribe. The many faces of the moon. The nature of the goddess was in no way the pale, meek, mild, and solely maternal one that has been associated with femininity in patriarchal culture. The goddess of unrestrained sexual love, Astarte, Ishtar, Ashtoreth, Sibylle, was also associated with war and death, with natural magic and primal wildness. She was also a mother and a helper of women in childbirth. Under the Greco-Roman and Hebrew-Christian patriarchy in the West, these many aspects were separated out into the good woman stereotype of the Virgin Mary versus the bad woman Eve. She was the love goddess, or the good mother, or the hag of death, or the virgin huntress, but never again all. It can be hard for us to remember that the original goddess was not a fixed dualism, but a revolving triplicity. She of the moon changes. Whether she is seen as the benevolent mother of all living, or the goddess of bloody battle, or the death goddess, or the prophetic witch, the attitude toward life in matriarchal society remains the same. All life is created out of the mother and is one with her. Therefore, no life can be taken without her permission. All lifeblood belongs to her and must be returned to the earth sacredly. And so life can only be taken in the form of ritual individual sacrifice. This is how and why ritual sacrifice could occur among people who were not bloody savages. They did not kill either at a logically rationalized distance by machine. Ritual death happened up close by a living, bloody, and responsible hand. When the biblical Hebrews opposed ritual human sacrifice, they were on the right evolutionary track, 
Human beings needed to go beyond that. But to replace ritual, individual sacrifice with mass random slaughter by mechanized weaponry in the ideological name of holy war or modern political war was no advance. At least the ancient ritualists knew what they were doing and took responsibility for each kill. Every human is born from a woman, and so in a society ruled by the council of older women, meeting at night in the moonlight after the day's work was done, it was not possible to see human beings in terms of statistics and ideological units. As so much raw material to be used and manipulated as is the case in patriarchal societies. Sacrifice was voluntary, and service was seen as mutual. And as among the American Iroquois, even the male war chief or chief of hunting was not free to make his own specialist decisions about life and death, he was bound to abide by the decisions of the Council of Women the mothers of life and death. From Goddess of the Witches, Women's Culture and Religion in Neolithic Times, in the book The Great Cosmic Mother Rediscovering the Religion of the Earth by Monica Sue and Barbara Moore. Please find links and more at t.me slash spontaneous cosmology slash 2424. Here is a thing that once upon a time somebody wrote. I am compiling an art project on behalf of survivors of trauma who have lost their access to community yoga practice. May I come to your yoga class and record ambient audio for our project? It will not result in very clear audio for the teacher's voice, I'm afraid, but the sounds of the ambient studio and the class with a group of people practicing yoga together is healing for individuals who have lost access to these spaces. This art project raises awareness of what survivors experience and offers them a reminder that we are thinking about them and working to connect them safely to community again. We are beginning a list of yoga community resources, people, groups, and businesses interested to help disabled people and survivors of trauma access community yoga practice. We would like to create radio spots about your work in the community and involve you in radio content ongoing in a way that benefits your efforts. I am funding this project out of pocket because I am severely disabled myself and have no income. Might you be amenable to my attending your class to practice with your group and record for this radio project? Thank you so much for reading this message. Intuitive Social Ambient t.me slash intuitive public yogas slash 439 I would like to take a moment here to tell you about a friend of mine whose name is Azin. Azin has severe debilitating and often unbearable chronic illness, including Lyme disease 
that affects her nervous system, immune system, and her breathing. Her symptoms are much worse with polluted air and much better with very pure air. She spent the last year living with her mom in the very polluted Southern Netherlands after previously finding very clean air, traveling through and living for a while in parts of France, Spain, and Morocco. She has been desperate to travel to where she can breathe again, but lacking a travel companion and the money to do so. In quick summary, a month ago, Azin and her mom were unjustly kicked out of their home, rendering Azin houseless. After living in hotels paid for with emergency fundraising for two weeks, she found a friend to travel with her. After two weeks of difficult travel, she made it to a place with somewhat cleaner air and more affordable than nightly hotels. She can stay there for a month at a rate of $220 per week and we're working on a cheaper monthly option after that. R right now, Azin needs about $600 to cover apartment rental for her second week there, paying a local helper to shop for her food, medication, cooling pads for pain relief, and accessible cooking equipment and a shower water filter. We urgently need at least 200 of this, we needed it yesterday and couldn't get it and things are getting bad. We are urgently seeking this today and more in the coming days. Azin's family, friends, and our current fundraising network are tapped out and struggling themselves, most with severe illness or barely scraping by. Azin is in urgent need of these funds to pay for these initial expenses where she is, while we organize a bigger crowdfunding campaign to cover her ongoing expenses. The immediate situation is dire, but with financial help, we know that it can get better. Money can be via PayPal to paypal.me slash X criteria, X C R I T E R I A. If other ways are better for you, or if you would like to learn more, you can get in touch by emailing us directly. Email hello at intuitive.social. All funds will be immediately transferred to Azine or her local helper by Brendan and used for her immediate needs. We are looking for allies of all kinds who would like to get involved. We're also looking for ways to help others needing to relocate for health and safety reasons. Thank you for reading and for sharing. Once again, you can reach out to us by emailing hello at intuitive.social or you can contact me privately at max at intuitive.pub. Do you know that my name is Max and you can email me by emailing max at intuitive.pub. And do you know that I am broadcasting from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the lands of the Haudenosaunee, people of the Longhouse, and the original framers of the U.S. Constitution when the Iroquois Confederacy was borrowed by the settlers who colonized this place. But there are lots of other people broadcasting over this intuitive public radio, and you can too, from anywhere on planet Earth, with respect and love 
for all our indigenous peoples and communities. If you would like to get in touch with me while I'm on the air, email public at intuitive.pub and whatever you email me, I will share. If you ever need help, you can always contact helpline at intuitive.pub and we will do our best to help you out. Thank you for listening to this intuitive public radio.